0: Welcome to Completely Here Podcast. I'm Joanna. Now, if this is your first time, I welcome you. But if you have been rocking with me since episode one, season one, then welcome back, friend. I'm so happy that you are here. This podcast is geared toward women so that they may completely heal, be filled with grace, love and mercy. This podcast is geared towards people who want to see the glory of God revealed through them. If that's you, you're in the right place. I am recording Daily, if not weekly, on everyday topics. Random questions that come to mind that no one has taken the time to truly answer. I'm honest. I'm loving. And I'm here to help you completely heal. Stay tuned for the next episode. Now starting. Now, I don't... I don't say this to offend, and I hope that it doesn't get received that way. But for those who have ears, let them hear. I'm going to teach you how to win your child over. This specifically is for parents Who have been having troubles with their children, parents who have a repeated pattern of your children running off. They don't want to take care of you. They don't even want you to be in their sight. They don't want to come to any gatherings, almost as if they have disowned you. I'm going to give you some insight and some practical tips of what the Lord has been working with me and showing me. He revealed something to me this morning Uh, And he tied this together, which I've never seen before. How many times have you heard your parents say, and it goes, it's a cultural thing too. I'm not your little friend. Don't talk to me like I'm your little friend. But scripture actually says that a friend lays down his life for another. Hmm. So what you just told your, your child is you won't find a friend in me. I didn't say that. You have to necessarily always have the hat on as a friend. No, 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 no. What I'm saying is, is that in order to win your child over, you have to become their friend by being the parent that they need. Jesus, at the same time, is our Lord. At the same time, he is our God. But at the same time, for some of us, he is our friend. He even referenced Moses and said, "At hey, a." Moses was in a whole different class. He won the title of friend. Not everyone wins the title of friend, but everyone says, what a friend we have in Jesus. And if you as a parent are supposed to be the replica of how we are supposed to parent our, our children, you're supposed to be a replica of Jesus and how he parents us, how our father parents us. You are given children as a gift. And anytime that you have a gift, you have to be wise with that gift. And again, we're going to loop this all the way back around. He who wins a friend is wise, which means it requires wisdom. But because we fall into this you know, we get to a certain age where we feel as though we're, we're not in a position to learn or grow from our children. You don't think that God will speak through our children, stay in a child's place. You are quieting the voice of your child, and then at the same time, you teach them to suppress their emotions. And then when they get out in the world, those emotions are bottled up, and then they turn to other things, other sources of outlets, other people. And then we carry on with, why can't my child come to me? Because you said they're not your friend. How I come to God as a father and how I come to God as a friend are different, yet they are both in him. It has to be the same for you when you are raising your child. You can't sit up there and tell them, I'm not your little friend. You are their friend. You are their first friend, actually. You are the one, it says, train up a child in the way that they should go. And when they, get, when they grow older, they won't depart. They won't depart. Which means ultimately how your children, because they have to be trained somewhere. So if we sit there and take on the responsibility of, you know what? I may not have trained my child the best way that they should go. And that's why it says it takes a village. But if you're, if if we keep repeating the patterns and the children are, are, this generation of kids are, are scary right now. They weren't trained up in the way that they should go. Because the parents have not taken on that responsibility to steward that gift to work that gift, to train that gift. The gift is already perfect. Hmm. Spiritual gifts are already perfect. They're perfecting you. And the reason why me, you and your, your child keeps bumping heads because you want them to change and do what they want, and you want them to change and do what you want them to do. But when God is speaking through them, shut your mouth. Stay in a, uh, stay in a child's place don't talk to me like that. Don't talk to me like I'm, no, they're holding you accountable. But because you think that God can't speak through them at that age, you silence them. You hurt them. And now someone else has to come along and speak unto your child. Why do they have a closer relationship with their dad than me? Why, why do you talk to the therapist, but you can't talk to me? I'm here. I'm available. No, you're not. Your words say that you're available, but your attitude, your mindset, your mentality, your heart posture says, I'm not available. I'm not emotionally available. Do you know that you can be emotionally unavailable to your children? To your spouses, even our mouth says one things, but our action always 10 times, 10 toes down speaks louder than our words, actions. You know a tree by the fruit that it bears, not the tree that it pronounces it to be. A tree doesn't know it's an apple tree until it starts to blossom. When a seed goes into the ground, it doesn't know if it's going to be a grape, a cherry, an apple, corn, squash, tomatoes. It doesn't know. It, it, it has no idea. Your child is the same way. They are seed that you planted that God said, okay, I will allow it. I think that you would be the best parent. I know that what I gave into you, what I've put inside of you, you will be the best parent for this child. That's why they're a gift. It's an honor. And likewise, it says to honor your mother and father for your days shall be long, shall be lengthened. So some of these children are dying quickly because there is no honor. There's a, there's a lack of honor, but where did they learn that from? Do you honor your own mother? Do your children see you honoring your parents? Do they see you honoring their grandparents? And a lot of times it's no. So whose responsibility is it for the, for the fate of our children right now, for this generation that's weeping, that needs to be parented? Just because you have a child out of your loins does not make you their parent. It makes you biologically related. The mantle of parenthood is heavy and not everyone can handle it. <laughs> not every, it, it takes weight, it takes poise, it takes resilience not resentment, not fear, not anger, not disgust. Some of y'all are disgusted by looking at your own children because you erroneously match made with someone that God never told you to be with to begin with, but out of your own doing. And now that you and the father or the mother are no longer seeing eye to eye, the only eye that they can see you through is through their child because that is their DNA and they look just like them and it turns to disgust. And don't you realize how you're hurting your child? that child is not their father and not their mother, but you treat them as if they were the person that wronged you. You carry unforgiveness in your heart and you wonder why your children leave you, why your children won't open up to you. Maybe it's your tone. Maybe they've tried to reconcile with you. Maybe they've tried to tell you the deep secrets. How is it that we want to be friends with Jesus and we want Jesus to count us as our friend? near to us and dear to us the one that knows our closest and most intimate secrets the things that we share to nobody we should be able to do that with our family with our parents your children should be able to do that with you but do you make them feel comfortable to do that yes i do it's not about what you think you're doing but it's about what's actually being done and again i'm not perfect I I don't know how many times I have yelled at my child and and the Lord said, apologize and go back and do it correctly. And I pulled my son aside and I said, listen, I am sorry for yelling at you. And that was wrong of me. And whatever I'm dealing with inside is not your problem. I love you. And when this happened, after mommy asked you to do this and it didn't happen, that triggered mommy. Mommy but that did not give mommy a right to yell at you. I am sorry. I love you and I will do better. Do you see how I never made it about him when you did this? No, I said when this situation came about, it triggered mommy. When I've asked them, him to do something and something wasn't done, it triggered. It triggered mommy. But 95% of the blame was on me. His disobedience had a small part to play. Did I deliver the message correctly? Did I ensure that he understood? Children are, are ignorant and naive to a lot of things. That's why we have to train them in the way that they should go. Teach them to do things. Don't always rely on the school to do it for you because they won't. There is a, there is a, a culture that we have in America where we do not mix politics, religion, and finances together. We shouldn't talk about those things altogether, but we should. We should. And we shouldn't let the school be the only one to direct and to guide our children. This is how you budget. I'm going to give you $20. I want you to save five of that. I want you to save $2 of that. Teach them to tithe. Teach them to give. Teach them to sacrifice. Someone had to teach them. (laughs) But how do you win your child over to do that? Treat them like a friend. There's a time and a place for everything. And I'm not saying completely confide in your, in your child. No, but be honest with them and open with them for the relationship. It's a friendship that they're ultimately building with. Because that is where wisdom is shared. If I, my teacher comes to me and talks to me a certain way um, and doesn't relate to me on a level doesn't win me over as a trusted friend, I'm not going to listen to them. Why? My heart is closed off to them. You have to be able to relate to people. And that is why you like certain songs, certain movies. That is why you see so much of yourself in your child, because it is all of that ground. All of those things that you see in your child when it's like, I just see me all up in them. Yeah, that's your opportunity to relate. My my son plays Fortnite. I play Fortnite. He plays a different type of Fortnite though. He likes to do all those uh, those different ones where they're private game match settings. And to me, it's it's a stretch and it's a sacrifice. It's painful. If the sacrifice is not painful, it's not a sacrifice. It may be an offering. It may be a giving, but it's not a sacrifice. So what do I do? Instead of reading a book, instead of watching my favorite show, instead of entertaining a conversation with with one of my other friends, my son is the closest priority to me. And so what will happen? He knows if it's, if it's the Lord that is requiring me to spend time with him, he knows, hey, I can't, I can't right now with you. Come back. Give me 30 minutes. Give me an hour. Let me go and pray with the Lord first. Let me seek the Lord first. What I'm teaching him to do is that nothing comes before God. But after God, it's you, baby. Let's go. Let's go. What you want to do? You want to play Fortnite? I'll play Fortnite with you. But I'm going to give you a time limit. <laughs> I'm going to give you a time limit. And there's nothing wrong with that. You're not letting your child be loose, but you are coming to meet them where they are. And when we play Fortnite, my son opens up like a book. When we play Fortnite, my son uh, is able to listen to me. And I'm like, son, you could be streaming right now. You're so good at sniping these people. You are an assassin in Fortnite. My son is extremely well He plays games extremely well. His mind is intelligent. He is courageous. He is bold. He is a leader. And he believes in justice. I know he's a gift from God. My son is a horseman. And we will get to that one day. But right now, he's one of them, not one of those. My son's spiritual name carries weight. Almost about to be 10 years old. Carries weight. Training him. Praying for him, giving him that opportunity. Baby, do you need to talk to mommy? Is it okay? One day during the summer, I was staying with my brother. We were in uh, Washington State. And my, my son began to say things out of his mouth, confess things out of his mouth. Saying like, things like, I'm stupid. I'm angry. I'm mad. I said, no, those are not. No, 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 no. You feel angry. You feel mad. But you are not angry. No, and I corrected him with that. How many times do you correct your son's and your daughter's speech in love? Because God, God chastises those whom he loves, and he does it in love and through love. I said, Julius, you will not speak like that ever again. You will not speak like that again. You feel those things, but that doesn't mean that you are those things. It will pass. When you're angry, when you're feeling angry, you go. Go talk to God. Talk to mommy. Tell us what you're angry with or about. And let that feeling pass. But feelings fluctuate. You have to understand how emotional turmoils happen. How to balance your emotions. And what's happening is that we are having children before we have even matured in understanding how we operate. And when having children before our time, the Lord will allow it, but it doesn't mean it's not going to be a fight. It doesn't mean it's not going to be a struggle for you. That means you have to grow up quicker. The things that God has for you has all to do with how quickly. And I love my prophet, Papa Lobe, said that. It's how quickly you mature into the things of God. He was absolutely right. Shout out to Papa Lo, if you ever hear this. I love you. My spiritual father. Hey. Mighty, mighty man of God. The power is too much. The light, too bright. You have to be gentle with your children. Very, very gentle. If you have a child that's sensitive, be sensitive. If you have a child where you like gentle parenting is not working, I'm going to have to try a different approach with you. I may have to be a little bit more aggressive with you. It's not violent. Aggression and violence are different. Please don't think that semin- synonyms are the same thing as that word. No, that's the reason why there's a different word and the definition that goes with it. It's similar But it does not mean the same thing. For the kingdom of God suffereth violence and the violent take it by force. So there's a certain standpoint, there's a certain strength that you have to carry as a child. Sometimes your child's spirit is so bright, sometimes your child's uh, the zeal and the passion and what God has given them is so much, you don't know what to do with it, you can't handle it because your child is supposed to outdo you, your child is supposed to outshine you, your child is supposed to pick up where you left off and do even better. David and Solomon, David wanted to build a temple for God and God said, no, David, no. That is for your son. Solomon is going to do that. There's one after you that is going to do that. And we read to see that Solomon did it. The wisest king that we know. (laughs) Daniel was wise. Solomon was wise. All of them are wise. But there are a few ones that that have the, the wisest. And Solomon was known as the wisest king. Especially during that time. That didn't mean he didn't make mistakes. But he won people over. Wise. So don't tell your child anymore. I'm not your little friend. You have a friend in me. It's like we grew up in Disney. And I love, I love the fact that Disney made it so plain. I still watch Disney movies to this day. There's a child like in me that will never die. You will see me watch a Disney movie and I will catch a whole revelation. I will be in tears about it. I can talk to my child and I say like, you see this, honey? This is what God is trying to say. It's for a reason, Don't think that just because you're 25, 29, 35, 46, 73, that you are not able to relate to your child on their level. You are. But are you able to humble yourself to become like a servant? Because I did not come here to be served. I came here to serve other people. You have to have that mentality and that mindset of a servant. You have to learn how to serve your child. You have to serve them and they're going to serve you it's a it's a it's a give and take it's a give and take give and take give and take but the problem is is that we keep trying to take from our child take from my child take from my child because we think that they owe us that you will respect me they should respect you and honor you absolutely give them something respectable and honorable if your child is not respecting and honoring you check yourself first did i do everything in my power Did I do everything in my ability? Lord, teach me how to win the heart of my child. That is a prayer point. Teach me how to win the heart of my child. Teach me how to win the ear of my child. Teach me how to win the thoughts of my child so that my child won't depart from you. Teach me how to raise this child up because this one, I don't know, it's a little bit different. My first two were okay, but this last one, Lord, is testing me. This last one is muddling the lines. This last one seems to be having some confusion. Some of you guys haven't even dedicated your child back to God. Some of y'all don't anoint your child. Some of y'all don't even pray for your children. It is what it is. They'll learn. Forget them. I brought you in this world, but I'll take you out. I guarantee God will take you out before before you take them out. Be careful because you don't know the child that you're raising is an anointed one of God and you cannot touch the anointed of God <laughs> and get away with it. Why does it seem as though my child is prevailing over me? Mm. <laughs> hmm. Check yourself. I knew this was going to be a hard pill to swallow. I know because when he gave it to me, I was like, ooh. He said, yeah, yeah. That, that attitude, that mentality, that mindset, that is not kingdom. That is not kingdom. And now we live in a generation, we live in a time. and uh, I know that, I know that's why God made me for a time such as this. <laughs> mm. Mm, mm, mm. We live in a time where these kids are in a severe mental health crisis. They're turning to drugs they're turning to the opposite sex. They're trying to find their place of belonging. They're out here sleeping with anybody they want to. They are completely at a discord right now. Rise up, fast for your children. Pray for this generation. Speak and declare things, command things. Lord, I don't care what is going on in this world and how dark it gets. My child will serve you. My child will honor me all the days of their life. I will be, men will give unto my children's bosom. My child shall be fruitful. My child shall multiply. Everything that is in my child's hands shall produce good things. You will know my child's name because it is mentioned in heaven. Do you speak with that over your child? Or do you talk wrong to them? Do you talk down to them? Mm, Your daddy did that. That's that same thing in you. Uh Uh-uh. As it was with your father, it shall no longer be with you. Do you? Ah, you know what I mean? You got to speak these things over them. You have to sow into your child and water it and water it and water it. Some of you children, some of you children, hmm. Because there's kids on here that's going to listen to this too. Jesus. Some of the kids, baby, you got to go where you're watered. Some of you have some very, uh, uh, we're all somebody's child, right? Some of us have some very um, difficult parents to deal with. You still don't dishonor them. You still water them. You still give them the things that God has given you to give for them. You still pray for them. You still reveal things to them. What they do with it, that's not us, whether or not it grows. And there's a scripture that says, um, whether it's the one that plants the seed or waters it, it is ultimately up to God that is going to make sure that it grows. So do what God has asked you to do. Water that seed. Plant the seed. He's going to make sure that it grows. So some of the stress is going to come off of your shoulders today because this whole time you thought it was your responsibility To make sure that the child grows. God, give your child to God. That's why you dedicate your child to God. If you don't dedicate your child to God, you are taking full responsibility. Mm -mm. Lord, this is your child. I'm just the portal that they came through. Mm -mm. Do something because this ain't my child. This is your child. I'm their physical parent right now. You're your are spiritual parent. I could be removed. You will never be removed from their life, Lord. Help me. Help them. Help me to raise them. Teach me. Edify my speech. Make my speech gentle and sweet to their ears. Children love sugar. Lord, let everything that comes out of my mouth for this child be sweet like honey. May they feed on it for 10 generations down the line. May it go into good ground. Father, may my heart's child remain open and pure and honest. Oh, you got to speak over your child. Speak over your parents. Forgive them as many times as it takes. Some of us are holding bitterness and unforgiveness in our hearts for our parents because they weren't there for us. Because they didn't take the, the, the mantle of parenthood. They just brought you in this world. Didn't know why they just brought you in this world. Some of us are, are upset and bitter and anger that let it go. Because they're hurting too. We are all hurting from something and from someone. All of us. Have mercy on them. Have grace for them. Don't chastise them and beat them down with your words. Uplift them with your words. Make allowances for their faults. You didn't get it right for the first 30 years of my life. But you know what? On that 31 year, I'm going to allow you to, to get it right. I'm gonna allow you a a seat of redemption. And I'm gonna keep offering that to you because I don't know what you're going through. And I'm praying that God reveals it to me so I can stand in the gap. I pray that you feel comfortable enough to lend me your burden. I pray that we move just from the, 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 the place of just a child, just a parent, to friends. My mother became my best friend. And there are times where I am dipping and I'm blurring the lines and she has to remind me, hold on, (laughs) hold on, (laughs) hold on, baby girl. But as I'm getting older, I'm finding a friend in my mother and I honor my mother. I found favor, favor and favorite. It's a, it's a, it's a main bulk word in there. Favor it. (laughs) My mom favors me whether she knows it or not. My mom favors me. I honor my mother. I'm not saying me and my mother don't. We, we don't become confrontational at times, but we don't let that stay in our garden. We don't plant seeds there. We don't plant seeds of bitterness. We, we apologize right after we, we realize our tones clicked together and it was clashing. And we'll say, you know what? We apologize. We're going to do better. We're going to work on that. That's our goal this year. We're going to talk to one another sweetly and tenderly, consistently. Not for just half of the time. Let's push for 80% this year. Let's push for 90% this year. I love my mother because she remains open to me. My mom is an open book. She really is. She is so sweet. She truly is. But those that aren't close to her on that level never get that sweet side of my mom because you haven't learned how to win her over. I've learned how to win my mother over. I know what my mama like. I know how to sweet talk my mama. I know how to make my actions align. I hear God on my mother's behalf. I reveal things to my mother. My mother has found a friend in me and we exchange wisdom. Because the Lord said in all of your knowledge, gain understanding and all of your understanding, you got to apply that understanding. Wisdom is the application of knowledge. In order to move to wisdom, you have to understand on a level that is deeper than what you have previously. And then when you are, when God sees that you can handle your own child, you move on to having spiritual children. Why would he give you children, physical children, that you're not able to handle, but you think that you're going to lead a congregation? You think that you're going to stand before the masses of his children? He gave you one, one-on-one, or how many of he's given you and said, let me see what you're going to do with this one. Are you training them in the way they should go? Are you teaching them my word? Uh Uh-huh, okay. I see how you're doing that. I could trust you a little bit more, and a little bit more, and a little bit more, and a little bit more. God ultimately gives us free will, which we'll talk about that in the end. Because if God knows everything, the beginning and the end, he's the Alpha and the Omega, and everything is predestined, is it truly free will? (laughs) <laughs> but God has given us the ability to produce, to be fruitful and multiply. He still gives us dominion over things. So someone's like, well, how are some people like mass-producing all these kids but they don't do nothing for them? You think they don't have to have uh, they won't take an account to that? Don't look at someone else's life and like, God, okay, no, don't don't look at somebody else's life and try to compare. Mind your business. Stay right where you at. And when when God gives you the opportunity, the ability to parent someone else's child, to parent a spiritual child, then do so. And you better show up and stand and show out. But until that point, parent your child the best way that you can and ask God for forgiveness. Apologize to your child for forgiveness. Anybody that goes and takes communion without righting the wrongs with your brethren. I didn't say they have to forgive you back in in return. Is your heart clear? Have you forgiven the debts of your brothers and your sisters who are also your children and your mother and your father? Your grandparents, your co-workers, your bosses, your supervisors, even your pets. Have you forgiven them? Don't come to God with unforgiveness in your heart because it will fall on deaf ears. Let me not say it will fall on deaf ears. The answer will be no. No. You need to fix that first. You need to fix that first. That's scripture. That's Bible. You cannot come with unforgiveness in your heart and expecting a harvest. Unforgiveness is weeds that takes place. It is like a chokehold. It's a heart posture where nothing good can come from it. Why do you think people that are unforgiving are mean? They're nasty. They're rude. They act just like devils and demons. And spiritual wickedness in high places. Schemers trying to plot and twist and set people up, making devices from their own schemes. They have ill intentions. That's the root of unforgiveness. That's where all of those things happen because of unforgiveness. Where have you not forgiven? Who have you not forgiven? And if it is yourself, forgive yourself over and over and over again. I wasn't the best parent yesterday, but today I'm gonna get it right. I wasn't the best spouse yesterday, but today I'm gonna get it right. I wasn't the best worker. I was not punctual. I backbited, I gossiped, I conspired against my boss. But you know what, from this moment forward, I'm gonna get it right. Lord, forgive me as I forgive them. May they also forgive me. Father, position me so that I may win their hearts in forgiveness. I've apologized, I've written letters before I've called people before, I've texted people before to say, I'm sorry, I think, I've, I think I've offended you and that is not my intentions. Let me reinstate my intentions. And going forward, you know that they are pure, but at any time if they don't align, be patient with me. I'm working on myself too. That's the art of communication. That's the beauty of communication. But if you tell your child, I'm not your little friend. Don't talk to me like I'm your little friend. Well, who can they talk to? Thank you so much for listening. I hope that this word was uplifting, encouraging, empowering, and that it truly begins to transform your mind. Under the sound of my voice, every person that comes into agreement and alignment with what it was said today. May this word not just be fulfilled in your ears, but may you completely be healed. Light be in your situation. Light be in your job. Light be in your family. Light be within your own body. Today, be healed. Again, thank you for listening. And I'll see you again on next time and completely healed by Planted Not Buried.